Hello there. Let's go. Your move, creep. Say, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? This is the way. Dude, mate, what do you want to do tonight? How's it going, royal ugly dude? Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Pikachu? Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifarium. Anyway, I got places to be, a face to fix, and oh, bad guys to kill. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Geek Positive, the podcast that believes that what Batman and Catwoman choose to do in the bedroom is their business, not that of DC executives. I am Ryan Maxwell. I'm Greg Ames. So the fact that this is even a thing that people are talking about is ridiculous, but we have to talk about it. It's right in our wheelhouse. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, the whole world knows what you're talking about. So apparently, well, they should. Well, we'll shout it from the rooftops. Apparently, okay. So there is a animated Harley Quinn series on HBO Max. Supposedly, a very good show, very adult oriented. It is not for kids. And, oh, most certainly not. Did you ever catch any of it? Uh, no, not yet. I know. Um, Kaylee Cuoco, Penny from Big Bang Theory, voices Harley Quinn, and I actually think that's a pretty good voice casting choice. But is I mean, I'm choice? always going to lean Tara Strong, no matter what. But yeah. the, the show's fun. I don't watch it religiously, but what I've caught of it, I like it. So, but what happened was apparently there was a scene as scripted. They wanted they were going to show Batman going down on Catwoman. They were going to show it, right? It wasn't just like they were going to mention it or something like that. They were going to actually show it happening. It was the intention, I mean, right? I don't think in graphic detail, yeah. but I think Harley would go into the room and Batman's head yeah. would pop out from the covers and you yeah. see like the leg silhouette and everything. DC, however, said no. We don't want that on the show. And now, if you take just this information, maybe you could understand a little bit their concerns because Batman is a very popular character. It's what... Does have, even though it's not a kid friendly show, he's a kid. He does have a kid audience, and maybe they're too worried about going too, becoming too sexually graphic with their characters. So if you just base it on the information of they're going to do this, DC said no. Maybe you can go along with it, but then some fucking DC executive had to start flapping his gums some more, and this is what I think really set off the backlash. He, this executive who was not named, was quoted as saying. Heroes don't do that, and I think, <laughs> and I think that's when the internet collectively lost its shit. Heroes don't do that. That is offensive to the character of Batman. That's offensive to the the pleasure of Catwoman. That should be offensive to everyone of any gender. Heroes don't do that. Like oral sex is a, such a horrible thing that Batman would not do it that is insane so he's saying i'm not a hero is that what he's saying oh oh they could have just left it as okay it was a bit too much even for an adult show and that's it but no i i want to know who this executive he he he, he sounds like I, he's probably an incel like that sounds like something an incel would say as he's tugging on his neck beard and tipping his fedora I mean, look, I think you're getting a little fucking pissed. Don't get me wrong. It's stupid to say. I'm with you on that. But what I think, I think he had to say something. And I get like, look, Batman's our cash cow. We are very careful with how we will show Batman, even in like 
Teen Titans Go or Harley Quinn. We're going to prove anything Batman. So I get I get that. But you couldn't have said, no, we just didn't think it was great for the character's image. That's all you had to say. Like, we didn't want to show a graphic sex scene with Batman. Perfect. There you go. Yeah, they, they, all they had to say was, we thought it was a bit too much. So we decided to say no to it. You didn't have to say, heroes don't do that. Yeah, the heroes don't do that is the insane part. And the internet has lost its collective minds over this. And I gotta be honest, Max, when I saw this, uh, I think it was on Twitter, I was scrolling through trending topics, I'm like, oh, Batman's trending. Click, and I find the story. I read it, I went, oh. And it left my mind? And then I got on the internet again, like an hour or two later, I'm like, oh my! This has spiraled out of, out of control, hasn't it? Oh my god. I, I want to... I really want to see what, where this goes from there. This can't be the end of it. There's, something's going to happen. I Look, wanna... and you know what? Here's the other hypocritical thing. Like, not only is this dude like, heroes don't do that. Fuck off. People do that. But anyway, but I said I could understand if he didn't have that. Whatever. You don't want Batman in that situation. Fine. Whatever. But I recall a mere two or three years ago, I think it was called Batman Dark. Uh, this big oversized like book that DC put out went for an insane price for the single reason of issue one showed Batman's fucking cock. So I'm going to say, that. look, don't get all high and mighty on us now, DC. We remember <laughs> that was the first eBay sale I ever made was on that book. I flipped a day later for like 80 bucks, like the day <laughs> after release. You, you, you eBay purchased the bat dick. No, I didn't purchase it. I sold it. Oh, oh, okay. I'm like the Batman pimp over here. I didn't purchase you it. You literally are selling Batman's dick. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, I I want to see this guy, this DC executive, say something else. I don't know. This is insane. I mean, was I he mean, named? Like, did we just not catch the name of who it was? I have not seen the name anywhere, so I'm guessing whoever leaked it probably didn't want the name to be out there for fear of reprisals. Smart choice, to be honest. But you know what? I gotta say this. I've seen more people talking, not just about this story. Obviously, they're mainly talking about this. But I've seen more people talking about this Harley Quinn animated series since then. So this, I think, is the best thing. Because here and there, it was kind of like in your deeper pockets of geek fandom. You'd meet yeah. people who would watch it and stuff. Like here and there. Like the Harley, don't get me wrong, the Harley Quinn train is still chugging forward. But it's not what it was like four years ago. Yeah. So, like, it's not an instant success just by being Harley Quinn, but since this came out, I've seen a ton of people talking about it. Maybe this was all the part of the plan. Oh, all part of the plan. So, I mean, yeah, they're getting a lot of free publicity now, so I'm, that show's probably going to actually gonna take off even more so now. Yeah, like, I, I see this as an absolute win. Like, they're doing pretty well. Tangently related, while we're talking about Batman, did you see that they are making a season three of Titans? Yes, I did. So okay, that's they, good for me. I'm glad. So I wonder if anybody's going to go down on anybody on that show. I'm not through it yet, <laughs> but given the tone of the show, it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, I mean, Batman... Well, dude, good. speaking of, do you remember, like, five to seven-ish years ago when... Man, it was probably longer than that. I think it was New 52. When was New 52, Maxwell? Oh, uh, that was... Because that's going past Rebirth. That's before that's that. That might, might be close to 10 years ago now. I'm not sure. Fuck, when it really? Started. Wow. When it, at least when it started. I'm like, oh, five years ago. But you remember they made, like, the weird, overly sexy Starfire in New 52? 
No, I don't remember her. Oh, she was in the um, Nightwing book, I remember. And it was uncomfortably, like, sexy, God. I guess you could say. That is, that's an old comic book trope. I mean, if you if you want to look at, well, bad, uh, not just bad, you know, women's superhero costumes, but bad costumes in general, just look at anything in the 90s. I mean, do you remember uh, the sexy invisible invisible woman costume? Yeah, with the boob window that was a four. Yeah, four boob window, like sleeveless, legless. It was not good, and maybe as bad as that. Do you remember what they what Thor looked like at one point in the nineties? Oh yeah, with like the crop top midriff, and he basically looked like he was in a hair metal band. I was gonna say like heavy metal icon Thor. Yeah, that was nineties. 90s were either overtly sexual, overtly sexy costumes, or just like patches and extreme designs. We could thank Rob Liefeld for that one. You beat me to it by a fucking second, I swear <laughs> to God. I was just about to say, do you know who we can blame all this on if I had to Rob, pick one? Yeah, Rob it's Liefeld. Rob Liefeld. 100%. Isn't that wild that we yeah. both knew instantly? As soon as you say patches and extreme, you're like Rob Liefeld in the 90s. That's all. Oh, yeah. You know what I saw about Rob Liefeld the other day that just made me laugh? Like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm glad to see Rob Liefeld still Rob Liefeld. I was on uh, Facebook, and I see Rob Liefeld commented on... What's the guy? How do I say his full name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Is that his name? Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, comment on Joseph Gordon-Levitt's post. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt said, like, write a sad story in, like, four words or something like that. And Rob Liefeld goes... They all they died in fire. I'm like, I'm glad Rob Liefeld <laughs> is still Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Do you? I don't remember seeing this when I was a kid, and you probably weren't alive then. Apparently, he did a Levi's jeans commercial. Rob Liefeld, not 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 Rob Liefeld, not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No, I'm very well well aware of the Rob Liefeld Levi's commercial. How does that come about, dude? Like. <laughs> People don't realize how huge guys like him and McFarlane really were. I know we do, but like when you think about it, like, oh, they were big for comics. No, they were bona fide celebrities. Yeah. They weren't just like comic popular. They were popular. Yeah. Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee, and yeah, and Todd McFarlane definitely. To this day, I mean, Todd McFarlane, as great as an artist as he is, I feel like he's more synonymous with his, the toys now, the McFarlane toys. 100%. And what a toy line they are. Like, they're yeah. really good. Dude, this is, this is how far we've come, because Todd McFarlane, I don't think he ever worked for DC, but obviously he worked extensively for Marvel doing Spider-Man, and then he splintered off with the Image guys, and then he started doing um, McFarlane toys. I was in Walmart the other day, and they had these really awesome-looking Wonder Woman figures, and then I looked at who made them. McFarlane Toys is making DC Comics action figures now. How insane yeah, I saw is that? that? How insane is that? The guy who broke away decade, you know, thirty years ago from mainstream comics, and now he's well, he's they hired him to make their toys. That's insane. Yeah, um, I saw that they're starting to pick up a lot of, of new licenses, McFarlane Toys. I yeah. saw they just got the license for Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, do you remember their Tortured Souls line? Oh my God, yes, that was the Clive Barker designed action figures that he. He, they came with a short story, and it was some of the most disturbing crap you have ever seen made in pla forged in plastic. Was that what the creepy bondage Alice in Wonderland was from? Maybe. I'm not sure. Because they also had the McFarlane movie monsters where they did all the old school uh, movie villains and stuff like that. 
Yeah, they were. It was a weird time. Nineties are so weird now. Looking yeah. back, how long it's been. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was all a fun way to say Batman's not allowed to go down on Catwoman, and we we say yes, he is. Yeah, we are one hundred percent pro Batman Catwoman doing their business in their uh, bedroom. Look like yeah. they walk into Gotham News and start doing it on camera. I'm like, you know, I, I get it. I Maybe feel- not, but. I feel like they'd probably do it on the rooftop of a building. Funny, like, the Batman Rebirth storyline, that's the first place they get it on, I remember, is on the rooftop. And the issue was literally called Rooftops. <laughs> so, See? very, very astute, Maxwell. Good job. This this Batman fucks hard. <laughs> okay, um, what if we're talking movies? What iteration of Batman Catwoman do you think that you could see this happening in if they ever decide to make a movie scene of this? I mean, we got the Batman with Robert Pattinson and uh, Zoe Kravitz in it. I mean, that would be a good. I want to see that. I want to see it. We could just start with that one. We have a new movie coming out, so there you go. Oh, so we want this scene in that movie. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm. Have you heard? Have they said anything about the rating for that movie? Are they? Are, do you think they're just going to go with a standard PG thirteen Batman? Do you think we might finally get an R rated Batman? I, I, if I'm a betting man, they're going PG thirteen. They're you see, look, we tried our weirder stuff, like we tried doing the R rated uh, extended edition of Dawn of Justice. I think they're going straight PG thirteen. I would really love to see an R rated take on Batman because it would be something different. My biggest concern I have with this new movie, The Batman, is the fact that it's not really connected to the DC universe that they established with, you know, Batman V Superman and justice league. They're going off into their own little year two kind of Batman in his early days. And I just, I'm just worried it's going to be too much like the dark Knight trilogy. And then what is the point of it even existing? If you're just basically doing something so similar, you know what I mean? I get what you mean. Believe me, like, fuck. I mean, We've talked about it ad nauseum. I said that about the Ben Affleck Batman, that it was so close to do it again. And I wasn't anti-Affleck. It wasn't that, but I'm yeah. like, man, this just feels really soon. And the thing is, the Ben, the ben Affleck Batman, what excited me about the idea of him getting a solo movie or more movies with him is, you, this is the first time we've seen a Batman on film that exists in the universe with other superheroes. So to me, that was... That was like the hook for me for a, a new Batman film series is that he, we're talking about a Batman that exists with other superheroes. And now we're like, no, this new one doesn't take place in that universe. And it's just kind of like, well, what, what's your angle? What's, what do you have? And not to mention the fact that they've already announced Ben Affleck is going to be playing Batman again, again in the Flash movie because they're doing some multiverse stuff because they're also bringing Michael Keaton back. So we're kind of like three different Batmans and... There is, I think we talked about this before, there is the concern that a general movie audience not familiar with comics and multiverses might get a little fucking confused. Yeah, that's a real thing that can happen. Like, I remember when they introduced Tom Holland Spider-Man that people, it was still so close to the Amazing Spider-Man, like, wait, that's not Spider-Man, who's this, what's going on? Like, it was a, because think, Amazing Spider-Man was in the MCU's time not timeline but that was releasing the same year as avengers and stuff so when everyone heard spider-man was coming to civil war of course we knew but a lot of that general audience was quite confused by it yeah and well at least with you know 
Spider-Man in the MCU, they didn't redo the origin because they'd already done it twice. And they've just mentioned, you know, you got these powers, blah, blah, blah. They never really explained it thoroughly. And at that point, if you don't know how Spider-Man got his powers, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, everyone knows great power, greater responsibility, you know. Uh, do you remember, this is a weird thing that's popped in my head. Do you remember, um, I think, was it? Oh, yeah. Remember those awful movie movies, like Scary Movie or Epic Are you movie? talking about Superhero Movie? Yeah, Superhero Movie. Uh, something that always stuck out for me is on the cover art of the DVD box, because I used to work in a video store. You had the Leslie Nielsen on it wearing a t-shirt that says, With great power comes hot bitches. And I don't know why that always kind of stuck with me. I just rem- I remember very little about that movie. I saw it in the theater, I think. But I remember... There was a two girls, one cup reference, and that's what sticks to my mind the most. God, that was. I'm glad that that whatever genre, whatever you call it, died off. It was so lazy. Like the first scary movie I saw in theaters, and I, for the most part, enjoyed it. And at the time, it was making fun of horror movies, so you know it was something different. But then it became you know everything. You know, like you know uh, what was there? Uh, I guess a superhero date movie, movie date scary movies, movies yeah, super, uh, yeah, epic, epic movie. movie. Uh, shitty movie yeah like it it really lost its it was really bad and, and i remember someone making fun of it online like it was really bad like like even the superhero movie i think they had like references to juno like they didn't even stay within the confines of their genre and they also had a lot of blatant product placement that was i guess supposed to be humor i don't know i don't understand it, you know how that became a thing the early 2000s were a lawless wasteland in the theaters. It is You do know that, um, little side trivia, Scary Movie was actually the original title for Scream. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because once well, that's another thing, too. Scary Movie was parodying Scream, which was also sort of poking fun at horror movie tropes. So it's like you're going like double, like two, three layers deep into the Matrix here, or the Inception, or whatever. Look, this is my other podcast coming out in me a little bit here, but... I would deny saying that Scream is a parody. I, I okay. couldn't not, say not, that. Not, not a parody, but... It's it meta, for sure. Yeah, it gets it, meta. That, that I misspoke. Yeah, meta. It, it, it definitely... It does pull apart some of the cliches of the genre. Oh, for sure. Uh, speaking of, dude, I was in the presence of two Scream cast members this past weekend. Oh, yeah. We mentioned last time you went to your f- first con in, like, a year... Something like that? Yeah, it was a good time. I saw Matt Lillard and Skeet Ulrich there. Oh, yeah, I forgot about uh, Matt Lillard. Matt Lillard, of also of, uh, what's the thing in Scooby-Doo? Yeah, Shaggy! Well, I haven't seen the Scooby-Doo movies in forever. I, I was never huge, hugely into them. Oh, they were fun. So, um, what else we got coming up? Oh, any other interesting things going on in our wee house? E3 was this past week. E3, was it in person or virtual? I think it was all virtual this year. At least what I watched was virtual. Okay, that's what they did last year. I wasn't sure because with things opening up, and it's hard to tell who's doing what. And, you know, like I said, you, we have cons going on now. Yeah, anything noteworthy from that? Uh, a couple cool things. Um, One, they announced what I think looks really fun, a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh, I think uh, I heard about that, but I didn't really read up on it too much. Um, look, some people are complaining that the Guardians don't look like their movie counterparts, and to that, I'm like, it's not based on the movies, so that would oh, explain that. So it's more comic book accurate. 
Yes. Now, I have seen one general complaint, and I I understand this one, this is where you're coming from, that you only play as Star-Lord. And I'm like, I get that, and yeah, it'd be fun to switch up, but they just released Ultimate Alliance 3 last year, where you could switch between any characters, and all the Guardians were in there, so... Yeah, that's a little weird that you 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 know you have a team video game and you only get to play as one character. That's unless they're gonna pull some sort of you know downloadable content bullshit. I don't think they're good. Well, I mean, they might do that, but I don't think it'll be for that. But it looks like a fun game. I'm excited. They got announced for all consoles. I'm not sure about PC. I don't. Pl- I haven't played modern video games really much, and like the whole downloadable content thing, it just bugs me. It's like you're not you're paying for an incomplete game. It feels like a lot of times I agree with you. Other times, like. You know what company I'll give this edge to and why I love this company is Nintendo. Theirs never feels like incomplete game. Theirs okay. legit feels like, look, we came up with this later. It's a little add-on. It doesn't affect your story. It's nothing that you need. Like, oh, you really want to play yeah. as them. So I'm cool with what they do. Yeah, I've, I've contemplated maybe getting a Nintendo Switch by having this side yet. Because I would like to get back into gaming a little bit. But, I don't know, I just... I just have my cherished memories of the systems that I grew up on, you know, call me old, but like I grew up with like the original Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo 64 to me was one of the best systems ever. And, like, oh, I, I think hard- most people will agree with you on that. Like I was a hardcore like Nintendo person growing up until the PlayStation 2 came out. That was the first non Nintendo system I had. And then after the PlayStation 2, I kind of fell out of it. I did have a Nintendo Wii that I got for free, but I just didn't, didn't really get into it. Everyone got a free Wii. It's so weird. I know so many people who had the Wii and barely anyone paid for it. Yeah. I don't know how that was a thing, but that was a big thing. The place that my mom was working at the time, she won it in some sort of raffle that she didn't even know she was a part of. And it was like a month or two after my birthday. So it's like, okay, here's a late birthday gift. And um, I, I had maybe like three games... Oh, well, they all came with Wii Sports. Everyone played that a little bit. I, I got Super Mario Galaxy, and I had Star Wars uh, lightsaber battles, because that was the one I was really interested in, because, you know, I used the Wii Remote as a lightsaber. But I don't know, just the novelty of waving a stick around just didn't really get to get me, you know? Yeah, I'm not big on the motion control games either. Like, I didn't care for about the Xbox Connect, the Wii, any of that. But, like, I did play the one... I don't think it was that lightsaber battles. Maybe it was. Let me see. It should be behind me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars lightsaber duels. Was that it? Uh, no, no. This was just a... a like, it wasn't affiliated with any movie. It was just lightsaber battles. Yeah, I picked it up. It's literally right behind me. Uh, this, yeah, this is all based on The Clone Wars, so like that style animation and everything. You could be Ahsoka, yeah. Dooku, Grievous, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Kit Fisto. It's a cool game. I played it a little bit. Fisto. Oh, Kit Fisto rules, dude. Yeah. Um, let's guess what but they say. finally, you know to me this is a huge deal, showed like more footage for Breath of the Wild 2 and announced the release date of 2022, which bummed me out. Is that, uh, is that, the, is that the new Zelda game? Yes. Okay, that's that's how not it, how, how behind I am on this. But we are finally getting a new Metroid game, so Metroid. I'm very stoked on that. Oh, Metroid? I haven't thought about Metroid in forever. Like what? Yeah, the last 2D Metroid game, which is what they're doing, like the side-scroll style, yeah. was released 19 years ago. Good God. It's interesting how I've noticed in recent years, I've noticed a little bit that the side-scrolling is starting to become a thing again instead of the immersive 3D world. Like, they're bringing that back, but with a 3D update. Like, I know the new the 
newer Mortal Kombat movies, uh, not more newer Mortal Kombat movies, the newer Mortal Kombat games basically take place on a 2D um, like uh, battleground, but the characters are rendered in three dimensions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't say in how you said instead of the big immersive, I'd say along with. They've definitely yeah. made a comeback, but not at all replacing it. I like a lot of side scroll games, but I also like those other ones too. Like for example, oh, well, I can't really count retro games like retro style new games because those are made like that on purpose. But like uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze was really fun, and that was a side scroller. Like I like that stuff. You know what video game character or video game franchise I would like to see make a comeback? Because I don't think they've made a new game in this series in a while. Do you remember Mega Man? Yeah, Mega Man still pops up here and there. Okay, because I was thinking about you know I was thinking about video game stuff to talk about, and I was I loved the the Mega Man games for Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. Those are really fun games. I don't know how much you remember of the story or the gameplay for it. I never really played them much. I've played one or two Mega Man games. Our friend Eric Bugush is a big Mega Man fan. Bugush loves Mega Man. Well, what was interesting about Mega Man that kind of set it apart from other games is most games, you know, it's level one, level two, level three. In this one, you would have six different stages, and you pick whichever one you want to go to first based on who the boss is. So you can get, do the stages in any order until you get to the final bad guy, who is Dr. Wily. But, like, they had these... They had, like... Oh, I wish I remembered the characters. There's like Bomb Man, there's like Tree Man. They have all these like p- powers based on things from real life. And once you defeat them, Mega Man gets that power. It can change between the different powers. Yeah. I remember uh, when Super Smash Brothers Ultimate came out. Remember, we had like a big party at my house oh, yeah. where everyone came. We played Super Smash Brothers for hours. I remember when we unlocked Mega Man, you would play as Mega Man a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and I was not very good at it at all. I don't care. That night was fun as hell, though. I had a great time that day. Uh, thank God we that we didn't we didn't do that as a drinking game, did we? No, we did not. I remember a long time ago when I was in my early twenties. A long, uh, I me and my friends would get together and we play Halo as a drinking game. And every time you died, you took a drink. And yeah, I I usually end up getting pretty messed up. <laughs> I never really did the drinking games with video game stuff too much. I I know a lot of people like doing that. I never really hit that. Yeah. Halo's really the only one I remember doing that for. I feel like there might have been another one, but it's it's, it's a fun fun experience. Do, do you remember when pandemic started and everyone's like, uh, with everyone working from home and the internet becoming much more crucial, the biggest strain on uh, bandwidth could be online gaming. Please play responsibly and take breaks, gamers. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I will not be doing this. I'm at home for the first time in my life, basically on an unknown length of vacation i am playing every game i have non-stop all day you're lucky i didn't i didn't get to because apparently i'm an essential worker you are an essential member of this community maxwell i am disposable when no one cares you needed to be out there which apparently. no joke is cool good job thank you oh well i feel special Oh, there you go. See, and I don't take it long. I'll, I'll make fun of you sometime later today. Oh, yeah, obviously. Enjoy probably, this moment. Probably about five minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, probably. Around. There's someone time it. <laughs> uh, so E3 happened. Batman can't go down on Catwoman. But one more on video games. Every game I want seems like it's releasing in October this year. Uh, Metroid is um, the new... What else was there? Metroid... And now I can't think of it. But there was like three releasing in October. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And 
that Evil Dead game coming out, I really want. And they haven't really, they said it's this year, but haven't announced the date. I'm like, well, it's definitely going to be October. I know yeah. that. It's Evil Dead. I didn't even and, know they're making a new one. Oh, it looks fun. And I don't know if they have single player mode, but the multiplayer looks real fun because, like, they have the survivors and stuff from every era including the remake and army of darkness oh, cool. evil dead one and two and ash versus evil dead you can pick like a team of four oh, and like cool. fight the deadites and stuff and the last trailer for the game they at least one person can play like as the evil and stuff and like spawn deadites and like there'll be a boss version either like henrietta from evil dead 2 or the evil ash from army of darkness oh, so like it cool. looks really fun i can't wait they haven't done an Evil Dead game in a while, because I remember, was there one for Nintendo 64? Um, I remember Fistful of Boomstick, but I think that was for PS2 era. Uh, maybe. And there was one before, know. so that might have been P- N64. Maybe that is PS2, I think I'm mixing, yeah, I think it was PS2, I think I'm mixing up my memories of systems, because I remember playing the uh, Fistful of Boomstick a bit. Yeah, and then the other game I'm looking really forward to that's releasing this year would be Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, and oh, they don't yeah. have a date for that yet, but that's oh, also man. this year. Yeah, that's the one that's like completely in the style of the like '90s arcade game, right? Yeah, you're coming over when that comes out, right? Oh yeah, we're, we're we, yeah we're gonna play that. We could talk about that after a playthrough or something. But uh, yeah, um, what were some of the um, games that you uh, grew up on, like? games and series and stuff like that in terms of video gaming oh fuck i mean how long do you have um the big ones i'll just name all most of the mario games tony hawk games mortal kombat series i liked a lot of licensed games like stuff from movies and stuff and comics just because of who i am and what i like super smash brothers mortal kombat was a huge one for me that would definitely be up there any of the Spider-Man games that they'd put out, I would always play the hell out of. Oh, Star Wars games, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, so many Star Wars games. And any of the Turtles games I'd get my hands on. So, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I remember Shadows of the Empire and Rogue Squadron for Nintendo 64 were, like, awesome. Rogue Squadron was insane. And we've touched on Shadows of the Empire before. Yeah. I can't even just call that a game. It was a cultural event. I believe, it, yeah, I believe a multimedia event would be the uh, official term. They they actually um, at Lucasfilm they referred to it as a movie without a movie because it had all the related things that would tie into a movie except for an actual film. It had a book, it had a comic book, it had a toy line, it had a video game. The damn movie, the damn concept even had a soundtrack. What would you say the biggest part was? I'd say the game or the book. I probably the game, the book, um, the comic book too. It was interesting too. I think I don't remember how much we touched on this, but each ver- each uh, different media of it focused on, had a different like subplot or something to it that the other ones didn't have. Like the book was the basic story. The comic book series adapted the book, but they added in a subplot of Boba Fett trying to get Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt and all these other bounty hunters are after him because they want to steal Han Solo and Carbonite and get the money. So that wasn't in the book. And then the video game was entirely from Dash Rendar's perspective. I love that Dash Rendar has made a comeback in recent years. I you know, I love the character, but everyone's like he's such a like a Han Solo like placeholder. I would say he's a 90s comic book influence placeholder. Oh, yeah, that is true, because he had the big shoulder pads, which actually, he had... He the, looked like fucking Cable. Yeah. He was Cable in Star Wars. And the reason why he had the big shoulder pads is because when they were making the game, they knew the limitations of the 
3D design because it's still the very blocky polygon based uh, uh, graphics. So they basically said, okay, so what can we do with this? And that's where like, okay, shoulder pads. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really look cool, but hey, it works. Dude, I was also a big Sega fan. I remember I got my first Sega Genesis at a yard sale and I was so stoked. Because oh, wow. the games that I got at this yard sale with it were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. Holy shit. Sonic that. the Hedgehogs 1, 2, and 3 in Sonic Spinball. The Punisher game for oh. Sega Genesis, which if I still held on to that, that game's worth so much now. I wish right. I still had a copy of that. But, man, that was... I love the Genesis, too. Yeah, You see, I, I never... I wasn't much of a Sega person growing up. I was primarily Nintendo. I had a Sega Game Gear, though. I, that was the main portable system I had. I actually never had a Game Boy from Nintendo. Oh, dude, I was Game Boy, like, fanatic. All the versions. I still have uh, SP I play once in a while now, like, that I hunt down old games for. But, man, I was huge on the Game Boy. So that's, that's probably why you never got into Pokemon, because that was its big yeah. system. Yeah, Game, game Gear, I remember the, some of the games I had. Uh, I had Mortal Kombat 2, which, unfortunately, due to the limitations of memory, they had to cut out, like, three or four characters from the lineup. Do you remember who they cut out? Uh, no, I really don't. Uh, what else? Oh, I had this one game. I don't know why this video game was made or why it existed. They made a video game based on the movie Bram Stoker's Dracula. That game was that game was garbage. It was so bad. You know, if there's a big movie, there's often a game tied to it. Not so much anymore, but especially back in the day. Yeah. But some of the games in the 90s that they would tie to movies were insane. I remember the Home Alone video game. Oh, yeah. I remember there was a Beavis and Butthead video game. Oh, that's I still see that pop up in like used video game yeah. stores once in a while. There have been several um, Simpsons games. Oh, some of the Simpsons games are great, like Simpsons Hit and Run. That's really fun. I remember playing the arcade Simpsons game. I think it was just called The Simpsons, and that was, that one was a lot of fun. I really, I miss arcades. Like, that was, people, kids these days are missing out. Dude, do you remember the T2 arcade game? Is that the one where you have, like, the the, the big gun you're just shooting at? The, the uh, Yeah, wasn't that so the, fun? Yeah, I remember that. It was fun. Um, I remember the Jurassic Park arcade game was always really fun too because you like sat in the car and everything. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember the oh the Star Wars trilogy arcade game, the one where it's like you go through all the main battles from the original trilogy, and, and you, most of them you're in some sort of you know spaceship, but then they have certain levels where you do uh, lightsaber stuff. Dude, uh, Arcade One Up, the company that makes a lot of reproductions of the old classic arcade games that yeah. you can buy. They did. They released the Star Wars one, and it's like a seated one and everything. Yeah, and it's take it, every day. I wake up, Maxwell, every day, and the biggest battle of my day is practicing self control and not getting it. You said it actually has like a seat, like that you're in the uh, the cockpit or whatever. Yes, every day. How much? I'm afraid to ask. How much is that? I think it's like seven hundred. Oh, yeah, because the regular ones are like three hundred, right? Uh, yeah, three to four. I yeah, I'm I really want to get the Mortal Kombat trilogy arcade uh, replica that they did, but I right now I have no place to put it. <laughs> you know what? You don't need it. You don't need like a stove, right? No, not really. I mean, I have a microwave. Yeah, you don't you don't do too much cooking. <laughs> yeah, get get rid of that stove. Put it in the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> That'd be so gross. But yeah, oh, do it. Oh my god, I had a friend. I I had a friend in high school who he had a TV and an, the original Nintendo hooked up in his bathroom in front of his toilet, <laughs> so he could sit. He could sit on the toilet, you know, drop a deuce while playing Nintendo. Why does that strike me as like a thing Brody from Mallrats would do? Oh, man, it just makes me think of uh, in Zack and Mary make a porno. Where it's like, you know, what you mean I can watch shit while I take a shit? That's always been my dream. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just I don't know. Do you remember the '90s, early 2000s cartoon Metabots? Metabots? No, I'm not familiar. Oh, anyway, I just recently snagged the Game Boy Advanced game of that again. I had it as a kid, and I tracked it back down and bought one. And I haven't got around to playing it again yet, but speaking of old games, I'm excited to take that for a spin again. And what system was that for? That was for Game Boy Advance. Oh, sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze. didn't happen. Okay, Bless so... you. No, I, it didn't happen. I didn't sneeze, so... Well, still, I feel, dude, I feel I'm, I'm technically... Uh, the people may not know this. I'm technically an ordained minister, so I, it means a lot coming from me if I bless you. So many well, blessings upon you and your sneezes. Meanwhile, you're atheist, aren't you? I mean, if we want to get into my personal <laughs> life, I guess we could say that. Yes. Anyway, so um, anything else on video games? Because I think I know what our next topic is. Because it, it's Dude, something. Are uh, we really jumping off video games this quick? Well, I, That's well, fine. No, no. Well, do you have anything else you want to add? I don't have anything specific. No. Okay. But uh, E3 was fun. Uh, basically, when I say E3, I mean Inten- Nintendo's presentation, because that's what I watched. But So, as you mentioned earlier, uh, you went to a convention recently, and you told me about this, some of the people I'm, you met. But other than that, how, what was it like in terms of going to a convention, your first one in a year, in a almost post-COVID world? Uh, do you mean me personally, yeah. or the con itself? Both. It's a lot to take in for a minute, because... That was the most humanity I have been around in over a year. So it was something. So it you kind of go into like, I wasn't having a panic attack or anything, but you go into shock for a moment. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what that was like. I'm like, this was normal before. It's like, this feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, so it was it was a surreal experience kind of for a minute. Like, don't get me wrong, like when I walk into a con for the first time, there's always a moment of excitement because I love cons. I'm a big con yeah. guy. Like, so there's always that moment of excitement. But like this time it like was kind of surreal. I'm like, oh shit, I made it out. Like we're on the other side. I know we're still dealing with some like more people get need to get vaccinated, stuff like that. I've been, you have as well, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But like it was something just I'm like, holy crap the world's going to be okay, it seems like, when I walked in there. The con itself, I mean, I can't speak for everyone else there, but, like, everyone seemed to be having the best time in their life because I think for a lot of people it was the same thing. Yeah, because I I also know a lot of vendors were struggling in this past year because a lot of people, they make their livelihood off of selling stuff at these shows, and for a year they didn't have that. Yeah, most of them have online stores, but most of their business comes from conventions and events and things like that, where occasionally people at those or just other random people online will buy from their online store, but they make most of their sales at things like this. So uh, the vendors seem to be having time in their lives. Um, It was weird, like way more chipper and cheery than usual. Yeah, it was a great time. I really enjoyed getting back to it. Um, 
whenever you're ready to go back, I'd love for us to yeah. finally get to go to another one again. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe the uh, the August one I might be up for. By then, I, I'll probably be feeling better about it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll be there. I don't even know who's going to be at the con, the Steel City Con in uh, August. Uh, John Barenthal, uh, Robert England. Oh, yeah. I saw those Robert are the two England. I remember. And that's Robert England's first time there, I think they said. That, that will be cool. Yeah, am I, am I really going to have to... I don't know how much we're going to have to pay, but I'm like, if I have to meet Robert England, right? Yeah. I feel like that's a requirement. I feel like you have, I feel like you have to meet him because of your other show throbbing with horror. It's like, it's practice. It's like, it's part of your job. Yeah. I feel like I'm obligated to do so. So that's, it's a business expense. There we go. <laughs> yeah. That's what we'll call it. Um, William Shatner was at this past one. That was, well, yeah, we discussed that last week. That's right. Yeah. Did he, um, did he do a panel or anything? Yes, he did. Did you go to it? Uh, for like a moment. Uh, okay. It was insanely packed. Uh, I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, I, I, one of my favorite things about cons is going to these panels and people talking about these stories about projects they've worked on, stuff like that. We, we talked about that a little bit last time, though. We don't want to repeat ourselves too much. You know, I've seen videos. I'm not even a big Star Trek guy, so I don't know why I have, but I've seen videos of a William Shatner panel before, and I almost just feel bad for the dude. Um, in a good way. Don't get me wrong. This is very, like, beyond first world problems. Like, I would love to have this kind of problem, because that means you don't have real problems. Yeah. But you see people like, Mr. Shatner, in episode three, when you were offered, this is an example, I don't know, uh, Captain Kirk was offered an iced coffee, and you said, no, I don't like iced coffee. But then in Season 7, Episode 13, we clearly see you drinking an iced coffee. What do you care to explain? And you just see this look come over William Shatner's face, and you know he just wants to scream, I was an actor. They gave me a script, and I read the role. What is wrong with you people? You see it in his face all the time. I want to know, is why, why would um, Captain Kirk being... He offered a nice coffee. I think that I said a, it was an example. <laughs> I was just picking a food or something. I have one of those hard iced coffees in front of me, so I went with that. Okay. But yeah, conventions are coming back, so that's a lot of fun. Yeah, conventions, movies, the whole shebang. Concerts. And we'll, we'll, we'll have more things to talk about now. You think that Aussie farewell tour is going to happen ever? Because it got canceled last year, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I know not with the same opener, but do you think he's still going to do a farewell tour? I was just, oh, I remember who opened. Yeah, I, I hope it was. Was it a farewell tour? It was supposed to be. I mean, how many farewell tours can he have? But yeah, we'll talk about you know the kings of like farewell tours and then coming back, coming back with reunion tours. I mean, I mean Ozzy Osbourne is as bad as say Kiss or Motley Crue. Kiss, I think, is the biggest culprit. Look, we don't talk about music too much, but fuck it, we'll go on this for a second. I don't have anything else. Um, to the point, I think the only tours Kiss does for like the past 20 years are far farewell, farewell and reunion tours. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Every other tour, they switch it between a farewell and a reunion. They are going to keep going until one of them's dead. Well, by, by one of them, I mean either uh, Gene Simmons or, uh, how do you say his name, Ace Frehley? You mean Paul Stanley? Ace has been out of the band for a long no, no. time. Oh yeah, Paul Stanley. Yeah, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Those are those are the only two that have been consistently in the band the entire time. When one of them dies, I think the band's over. And if Paul, you know Stan what I could see them doing, just because like 
Kiss is a weird animal. Look, I'm not a huge Kiss fan at all, so don't take me as that. I kind of think they suck by, like, a few songs. I guess that's my take on Kiss. Um, I like the Destroyer record, but most of that, I'm like, uh-uh, after that. But I bet Kiss, just the way they present themselves and everything, I could see them being a band that, when they're done, but they still want to keep still making money for themselves or their estate they pass, like, the name on to someone else as the new Kiss. Now, don't get me wrong, it will be diminishing returns each time, but I could see them honestly doing that. As you're saying that, I knew that's where you're going, and that would not surprise me one bit, especially especially if Paul Stanley dies first, because I feel like if Gene Simmons is the only original member left, yeah, he's going to milk that thing dry. Like, Gene Simmons is just a complete whore for money. Oh, yeah. Did you ever hear the... Here, we'll tie it back to, like, things we know, like, games and stuff. Did you ever hear about the Monopoly story with him? No. Like, Kiss Monopoly, or... Yeah. Uh, how he got it made? I'm No, I'm afraid. You know, uh, Kiss is a whore for slapping their names on oh, anything. Yeah, anything, yeah. Including condoms and caskets, coffee, everything. But he wanted a Kiss Monopoly made, and Hasbro was like, yeah, no. And so Gene Simmons found a loophole... And he found out a bag of money with the dollar sign on it has not been copyrighted. Okay. The famous thing that Mr. Yeah. Monopoly is holding on the cover of every game of Monopoly. Gene trademarked it, waited a year or two, let them keep printing a bunch of new games after the trademark had existed, they were unaware, then filed a lawsuit against oh them. My God. And the only way he would drop it, like instead of suing Hasbro basically into bankruptcy, was if they made Kiss Monopoly. And that's how he got it made. Which fuck? I hate to say that it's genius, because I don't want to give him credit, but fuck, that's genius. I was gonna say, well, what a dick. I mean, look, props to the power play. I don't like the guy at all, but holy yeah. shit. Yeah, Kiss, you're talking about how Kiss, you know, really isn't that great. My thought about Kiss is, and has always been, the concept is more interesting than the music. Because if you look at their image, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, badass, demonic, whatever, you know. But then you listen to their music, and all their songs are about rocking out and having sex. They're just party anthems. It doesn't match the image to me. You think they'd be singing about Satan. And they really yeah, it. they look like the most badass band on earth. Yeah, and uh, it's you know what, Kiss counts in our wheelhouse because the comics and yeah, everything. Yeah, they've, they've made yeah, there's been Kiss comic books, quite a few actually. I mean that inf the infamous story of the Marvel Comics Kiss comic that they put their blood into it, in the ink. Man, wouldn't that be cool, Max? Well, if we ever get T-shirts made, can we put our blood into like the ink for the printing press? No, no, no. Th th there, there's no way anybody could do anything like that nowadays. No, <laughs> they can't. Because the comic book men and TESD guys, when they released Cryptozoic Man, they did that. They did? Yeah. I, I didn't think that would be allowed anymore because of health issues. I mean, you put like a drop in it, it's mixed with the stuff. I bet we could do it. I don't want to... I don't... I'm not saying we have to like old 80s movie blood oath ourselves and take a knife across. Like we could do basically what you do for an insulin test and prick our finger. We take a knife and we slash our hands and we squeeze the blood into the printing. The printing yeah, press. no, we're not. We're not like sacrificing <laughs> yeah. ourselves for a vampire or yeah. to keep his victim alive while he tells him his evil plan. We're not doing that. I'm saying like, would that be cool or would our shirts definitely not sell then? <laughs> 
all hail our dark lord please bless this most vile of a mirage this vile union of blood and ink you know, if you don't do it, I guarantee you I can get my other show to it. You know Brett will be down for this in a heartbeat. If you won't do it, I'm going to ask Brett, because I know he'll do it. How do you... <laughs> you know that's true, too. <laughs> that's true. He probably will literally take a knife out and slash his hand. It's like, I'm ready. He's like, no, Brett. We're that way. Calm We're down. not even there yet. We're at his house and I bring the idea up. He and just cuts his hand. And he's like, oh, shit, do you have a Band-Aid? <laughs> he fills up a Ziploc bag. Here, send them this. <laughs> if, you, if no one listens to the other show this isn't just harmless like point like pointless self-promotion i promise if you but if you know brett my other co-host you would know exactly what me and maxwell are talking about <laughs> all hell our dark lord i think you said he's coming on this show for an episode Eventually, yeah, we don't want to give it away. You tell me episodes ever... every day, and I forget which ones we talk about. I, 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 I haven't been doing it as much lately. I'm try, I, I tried planning ahead too much, and it just didn't work out because... I'm doing happen. what you do. You say we do hyperbole. I have to exaggerate things. Yeah. Oh, that's true, yeah. This show is not a show planned out. We try to stay off the cuff. On uh, Off the cuff? Is that the phrase? I don't know. I do want to point out, fuck you, good sir. What? Uh, I checked the group chat the other day, and there was a picture sent from you, and it says Greg wants Greg needs this Funko Pop. Oh, would you yeah. would you care to tell the audience what Funko Pop you were referring to? Uh, I was at Walmart, and they had about six uh, of the Cole Young Funkos from the new Mortal Kombat movie, and I'm I'm gonna buy one Greg for his birthday because he is such a Cole Young fan. He'll try to deny it. He'll say that he's not. He's trying to be cool and all high and mighty. But man, he's all about that Cole Young. Look, dude, I love the movie. I, I <laughs> do not like Cole Young at all. Oh, man. The yeah, movie was great in spite of him, not because of him. Maybe I'll get two of them and we'll have matching Cole Young Funkos. It'll be like a bonding thing. And then oh, we'll, so we'll, instead of us putting ink in t-shirts, we'll just have Funko Pops? Yeah, then we'll slice our hands and drain our, and splatter the Cole Young with blood and say, say Satanic Ritual. Cole Young bloody variant, uh, yeah, geek like, positive exclusive. <laughs> Featuring the blood of Grey Games and Ryan Maxwell. I feel We've like been on the hand blood for a while, haven't we? We would definitely get a cease and desist from Funko. Oh, and Warner Brothers, and Mortal Kombat, everything. Yeah, yeah, we'd be shut down in a heartbeat. I mean, how, we could make our own Funkos of ourselves with our blood in it. I mean, yeah, I guess so. As Which we would do by slicing our hands open in a very ritualistic style. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna pass, but I like the idea. But uh, Who would <laughs> buy a Funko of us with our blood on it? Who was just sinking into me what you're saying? <laughs> Why? That was great. That was, that was the most delayed reaction I've ever had. I'm like, okay. It was like an awkward pause, and it's, you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I think, I think we can't, we can't, there's no way, uh, there is no other way to go after we put our blood on everything. So um, we'll do, I think I'm, I'll handle the wrap up because you're probably there cutting your I'm just shaking my head with, uh, at you. If you could see me in real life, my eyes are shut. My head is shaking. All right. So you like our show. Listen to Throbbing with Horror. That's the other show that Greg hosts with Brett from Dimension Z. And uh, our friend Rob has a show, The Audio Anxiety 
audio anxiety radio show where he talks about music. Um, Geek Positive is on is on all the major social media platforms: uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, actually, I changed the name of our Instagram account recently. It, it used to be um, Geek Positive dash underscore then the initials for why not talk about this universe is now just geek positive i'm not sure why i didn't do that in the first place unless it wasn't available at the time it is now but find us on instagram just at geek positive man if someone had that and let it go man did they screw up yeah we're gonna make we're gonna make so much money sitting on this bloody funko pop empire i know i mean we're we're gonna be in a or we could just have a vault filled with gold coins and we're we'll be swimming in it like Scrooge McDuck. We're gonna have a vault filled with bloody Funko Pops of us because who in their right mind would buy it? We'll, we'll swim in those things then. We sink our life savings into it and sell two to us. No, I think I think Brett and Rob and Brandon and P would all buy one. Out of pity! They'd be like, why whatever. did you guys make this? Whatever, I'll take pity money. I'm not a proud man. Oh god! And uh, okay, yeah, all all the other shows with all our other friends. Um, I'm gonna make uh, it. We're not on TikTok. That's a social media. I'm gonna make us one. You, yeah, you. So you have we can dance TikTok. around. And we, well, I'm gonna make a geek positive one where we can dance around to like into the thick of it and all that stuff. <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know how to use normal TikTok. I'm on there, but I don't put any video. I if I haven't published a single video, it's just so I can watch other people's stupid videos. I feel like I'm too old. I feel like I'm too old for TikTok. Jeez, I'm 30. No, but that could be like ironic. Like we're the older people on there. Like well, like we're, oh, we're the Joe, token old folks. Yeah. Well like Joe Gatto's TikTok is hilarious. Yeah. Alright, so uh with this is how oh, you thank you for listening to our show. Keep listening. Give us five. I'm sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> I said I'm sorry. What for That's what? Thing today. <laughs> That's talking about pouring blood on everything. <laughs> Whatever, man. Why our demographic will eat this shit up. <laughs> and then they'll drink our blood. <laughs> Are we put in drinks now? <laughs> yeah. Someone call Bang. I bet they'd do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, buy a you know like a Capri Sun, but it's filled it's it's Greg blood. <laughs> Greg blood and Maxwell blood. <laughs> All right. Let's put this thing to bed. I've been Ryan Maxwell. I'm Greg Ames. Blood. <laughs>